What's up, everybody? My name is Josh Biddick, and I am a Kind of Funny best friend. Right now, Kind of Funny is doing their up-and-comer opportunity once again, where you best friends get to vote on someone in the community that you think deserves a shot to work with the Kind of Funny crew for one week and gain a wealth of experience. We have an amazingly talented community with a ton of people campaigning to be this year's up-and-comer. I wanted to sit down with them and get to know them a bit better and share their stories. That way you feel more comfortable when making your vote for the next up-and-comer. Right now, I am sitting down with one such best friend who is the host of the Player Player podcast with fantastic gaming tastes and, dare I say, wonderful gaming tastes. Um, he is the one, the only, Joseph Hooper, a.k.a. The Hoop Man. Joseph, how the hell are you doing? Dude, I'm doing great. Thank you for the fantastic intro. I'm glad to be on the show today. Uh, of course, of course. Thank you so much for taking the time, sitting down with me. Uh, so, biggest thing I gotta say is, if someone out there, for whatever reason, has not listened to the wonderful Player Player podcast, uh, could you give us a quick pitch on yourself? Absolutely, absolutely. So, the Player Player podcast is a show that me and my boy Arson do every week, every Thursday. Um, where we basically get together and we bring a topic to the table that we think that people that are in the gaming community, but maybe that aren't as in touch as we are on the forums and the news mm -hmm. cycles or playing everything that comes out could be interested in. So uh, sometimes we'll talk about our experiences with a game like Last of Us 2. Sometimes we'll talk about the Xbox showcase that just happened. Sometimes we'll just talk about interesting things like our favorite soundtracks, top 10 soundtracks, cool deals right. you can get. So. Uh, yeah, the Player Player podcast is just kind of this, we like to call it like the water cooler of the internet, at least for video games, where me and my boy get together. It was a way for us to connect as uh, I'm originally from Atlanta, so okay. I moved out to Seattle uh, after college to work uh, at Amazon. So the podcast was a way for me and my boy to stay connected, have a good time, but also kind of talk about what we were passionate about and, and kind of create an outlet for people that may not be super in the know, but are still passionate about video games to, to stay up to date on what's going on and have a fun doc discourse there. That's awesome. So is it more kind of based for your average Joe who kind of wants to stay in the loop? Or are you saying like it's more like hardcore the gamer who just doesn't have the time to read everything? Right. Yeah. It's a little bit of both, right? Like I have buddies at home that don't go to IGN ever mm -hmm. or don't you know ca read up on the reviews or anything but i mm -hmm. still have buddies saying hey like have you heard of death stranding like i'm about to pick it up what do you think or <laughs> uh, dude i just downloaded ghost of Tsushima. like it's awesome uh and you know the podcast is a place where you know we're not gonna get bogged down in the teraflops we're not gonna get bogged down in like certain ubisoft acquisitions or anything like that we're just talking mm -hmm. about like what we care about um like what we think other people might be interested in knowing and and, and having a fun conversation back and forth, debate about it and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, hardcore gamers can get a lot out of it, but it's also a great uh, podcast for people that aren't really in the loop uh, for gaming to kind of come and get a little digest every week of what people are talking about or, uh, like, a fun topic to, uh, to think about. That's awesome. One of my favorite things about it is that, like, you guys have such a good rapport with each other. You're, like, you're obviously really close friends. And it's so casual and informative at the same time to where like you said you nail that tone to the point where i don't feel like i need to be like hardcore in the know i don't feel like you guys are reading news reports it just feels like i'm listening in to my friends talk video games but also in an informing manner so i think you balance that really really well right i mean in, and that's that's what it's all about you know like 
I think, you know, a lot of people come to us and say, like, you and Arson, like, you guys have such good chemistry. And, like, this it's just because this is what we do, you know what I'm saying? Like, even when the the mics are off, we still have our Discord channel where me yeah. and a couple other boys are just talking about uh, video games all the time, sharing tweets, sharing all of this stuff, right? So, like, on one hand, like, you could say, hey, dude, Halo is awesome. Like, the new Halo it looks cool, X, mm-hmm. Y, and Z. We can talk about that. Or I could be like, let me tell you about the development cycle of this because it's crazy, right? <laughs> like, uh, there's there's a giant array of different conversations that can, can spur off of uh, – like our wealth of knowledge and we can hit it at different ranges where it's like we can get super technical or we could just, you know, talk about the nuts and bolts that most people care about. So I, I think that's really awesome. And I, I like, I was listening to the episode where you guys did your first uh, video game quiz and I like how like a first solid chunk is your escapades and trying to get Travis Scott shoes. And then also like the dentist debacle. <laughs> and I was like, this yeah. it was just, it felt so relatable and it was so fun. And then you get into the quiz. It was just, it was a really good time. You guys do a great job and have a wonderful rapport together. Awesome. I'm glad to hear that you, you like that. And yeah, that's, that's the whole goal is to try and maintain a nice balance between, okay, we're not going to be your IGN or, or whatever, where we're, we're the source of truth on everything that's happening in the industry. But, we do know a lot about video games, just like mm-hmm. I would ask a friend like, hey, like, you know a lot about I have a friend that loves Disney. And every yeah. time I see a Disney headline, I'm like, yo, dude, what do you think about this? He'll give me <laughs> nice. the rundown. I'm like, I don't know what half of that means, but good. I have your opinion. <laughs> and, you know, I can trust you. Right. So I, we want the podcast to kind of be like that, where it's like, hey, we're having we're having a good time. We're all best friends, as I guess kind of funny likes to put it. Mm-hmm. And uh, but we also, you know, are interested in, in video games and it's a passion and we love to talk about it. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I just I love the accessibility of it because. It's just, you, you do such a good job. I know I've been saying that a bunch, so, so it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's really great. Uh, how long have you guys been doing the podcast? Was it, did you, I mean, did you start once you moved so you guys could stay in touch, or is it something you kind of always wanted to be doing? Yeah, so we've been doing it for a little over two years now, um, and it wasn't right after I moved because, obviously, coming to Seattle this being, I never lived in Seattle. I've never even lived on the West Coast. So, you know, mm. I took some time to to get used to things and acclimated to things. But, like, when I first moved here, it was really just me, right? And mm-hmm. I, I really got into that that feeling where it's like, dang, I really do miss my friends. I really do playing. I really do miss playing games with Arson and all my buddies all the time, mm-hmm. uh, like we did in college. So I was like, you know what? A podcast, you know, I've... I've actually started like a couple different podcasts with friends in college and it's always just like a fun endeavor to to kind of talk and have a good time with with uh, your friends, but also keep some structure to it and and keep us honest about our schedules and stuff like that. So I was like, why not try it again? But let's talk about something that we really know, something that is always changing and always updating. And that's video games. So we started it out. We've like transformed the show time and time again just to try and find like that that right mix that right chemistry that right range of topics that we should be discussing and uh i'm like if you go back and listen to episode one versus episode like 108 which just came out uh this last thursday um you'll definitely see like how the show has evolved and all that stuff so um it's been more of a hobby and a passion project more than anything but i'm, I'm really happy with the growth that has came out of the show and, and that me and arson are we're both able to kind of stick with it um, as long as we have. Because two years, like, two years it's is no, no joke yeah, for a podcast. So Oh, for sure. Yeah, so I, I highly commend, like, the kind of funnies of the world and even 
more so like the people that don't have followings, for example, uh, I know this is about me, but I love my, <laughs> my boy Jacob from the Left Behind Games Club, who's mm-hmm. also a kind of funny fan. And, you know, they have a really tight ship that's been running for I don't even ha- know how many years. I think two or three at this point. It's just like, man, it's, it's not as easy as you think, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, g- coming back to this week after week, not missing any episodes and all that stuff. So um, I guess I made a, a short question long, but the answer is two years. And it's just been <laughs> an awesome learning process. Hey, that's what it's all about. But, I mean, if you think of it this way, the lo- everyone always complains like, "Oh, I'm so sorry, I went off a tangent." I'm like, that's better for me. That's more content. I don't <laughs> mind. Like, you talk the whole time. It makes my job a whole lot easier. That's true. Uh, that's true. I'll, <laughs> I'll carry the weight on your shoulders right now. Oh, by thank just you so rambling. much. You're gonna make this so much easier <laughs> for me, Joseph. <laughs> so, when you guys were coming up with the format of the podcast, and I know you said it's, it's changed over, so of course it's been fine-tuned. Did you want to stay up to date with like current news or have you thought about doing like, hey, we're just going to cover like a general couple weeks of news so you don't have to be stuck on such a deadline? Right. Yeah. So like it's, it's pretty interesting. Right. So for the first, I'd say maybe 30 episodes or so or like for the first year, we were kind of struggling with this this identity of, of the show because when we first started it we wanted it to be like this is the the show that bridges the gap between people that don't know anything about games uh, and people that like games a lot right so mm-hmm. we wanted to make our topics very approachable so like we didn't really talk about news ever we, we really had surface level conversations and if we did do news we would break it down to a level at which like the average Joe who doesn't know really anything about video games could understand. Mm. Um, and as we went on and as we got feedback and, and, and as we looked at like our metrics and everything, like we said, well, wait a minute, like for podcasts, like in terms of discoverability, like the odds that somebody that doesn't know anything about video games is going to stumble upon this podcast and find value in this is like super low. Just, Mm -hmm. just for the matter of fact of like, if I go look for a podcast, I'm looking for something highly special specialized, like me, not a fan of cars or anything. It's not going to say, Oh, this car podcast seems pretty interesting. (laughs) Let me start listening to it. Now I'm sure that their content may be approachable enough to where if I do listen to a car podcast, I might find some enjoyment out of it, but like me, like, I maybe there's maybe five percent of people that'll stumble upon a podcast like that. Most likely, it'll be recommended by people that are a fan of the genre. So, right as we continued on, uh, we evolved the show to a point where it's like, um, okay, let's let's cater this towards people that actually understand games and would likely recommend this people to recommend the show to people that you know aren't the biggest fan of games or or just on the cusp or something like that. Which is why we have that kind of balance of you know. Uh, host chemistry and game discussions. So uh, in terms of topics, like we just try and talk about, like I said, what we care about. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of news that goes around. There's a lot of stuff that I care about that's super technical, but Arson doesn't care about. So we won't really spend that much time on it. But for things like the Xbox showcase, we're super excited about that. We're super jazzed about that. And for me and Arson, who like we're really close friends, but because of work, because of the distance and all that stuff, mm-hmm. we don't have a lot of time to sync up and have long one-on-one conversations during the week. The podcast is just our outlet to have that discussion. So a lot of the topics reflect kind of what we're passionate about during that week. So uh, we'll make sure to cover the Xbox Game Showcase because that's what the average Joe Gamer is interested in that week. Right. Like we talked about Last of Us because we both picked it up and both had strong thoughts about it. Like uh, Arson just texted me 
not an hour ago, but he was basically like, hey, I just picked up Ghost of Tsushima, which is a game that I'm super excited about getting. And he's like, you know, I was just I was just too enticed. I had to pick it up. I'll let you know our thoughts. So next episode, we'll probably have him check in and give us his initial thoughts. But, you know, we may end up talking about some random topic or or a follow-up to the Xbox Game Showcase or whatever, right? So mm-hmm. I, I have a list of topics in the topic bank uh, that we'll go through that are a little more abstract, but if something in the gaming industry is is really big or really exciting for us, we'll, we'll kind of pull the podcast aside and say, hey, let's talk about this. We're excited about this. That's awesome. Kind of just letting the passion kind of go wherever it goes because that, right. I mean, I think that also makes the most engaging content because the listener is going to tell you the most passionate about it. And then it also helps with your conversation, I assume. Right. Like, I, I think it's really interesting. Like, when I look for, like, gaming podcasts, uh, because, like, that is my passion. Like, I love gaming. I love sneakers. And to an extent, I love web development, but that's my job. So I try <laughs> and keep that separate then from my, my <laughs> hobbies. But, uh, like, I listen to a lot of games podcast but for the most part i listen to kind of funny and i listen to a little bit of ign and when i was like oh man i want to see some more some more games podcasts and what they have to offer a lot of them are just you know stating the same news the Mm -hmm. same the same you know takes that every other game journalism site is 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 making which is not bad and everybody can have their own sect of audience that goes to them and trust them as a source for whatever string of reason they they kind of deem themselves a trusted source. But I think for us, it was just kind of like, we, a lot of people do this better than us. We are not games journalists. We don't have a week to, to read up and, and create super nuanced takes on things. So let's just kind of jump in this from a gamer's perspective, from mm-hmm. people who are gonna end up buying these things out of our pockets that are gonna be like experiencing them and having honest reviews. Um, and putting that opinion on the table, right? Like, like eventually the podcast sh- should be a place where like all of our listeners are comfortable with commenting and writing in and saying, hey guys, like I played Ghost of Tsushima and I thought it was trash. Like, I don't know what Arson's talking about, X, Y, and Z. <laughs> and then we can kind of have that discussion with our audience and, and with each other and kind of just build that that round table discussion that you mm-hmm. used to have when you were in college with your boys or yeah. or 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 your favorite friends or in high school with your friends and talking about games. Like it's just about recreating that, that vibe. And I think you do a really good job. Like I like that it's for like the every man, the every person, uh, because what you said, the IGNs, the kind of funnies as great as they are. And everyone, like each host has the wonderful personalities and everything that, that separates themselves, but they are coming at it from a professional standpoint. And it is, it's harder to, I understand that it can be harder to take someone's opinion about a game when they don't have to pay for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, when, when you guys are giving your honest opinions about Ghost of Tsushima or Last of Us, it's like someone listening is like, oh, well, they felt comfortable spending their $60. And if they liked it this much, I'm sure I'll get that much enjoyment out of it, too. So I think it does a really good job at, like, hitting your every man or Absolutely. woman or listener. Yeah, 100%. And, uh, yeah, it's like sometimes it's not even... It's not even 100% about, like, saying, hey, I played this game. Like, this is why you should buy it, right? It's, like, I had an episode, and I always think back to this episode, and this is something I bring up with my friends all the time, and it's, it's I guess it's somewhat controversial, but Kingdom Hearts 3, like, I'm a huge fan of the Kingdom Hearts series. Like, I played them when I was in 
literal like elementary school and mm-hmm. middle school and I waited for so long to to get Kingdom Hearts 3 and when I ended up getting it I was just like super disappointed so I went on this crazy rant like an hour on our podcast we talked about Kingdom Hearts 3 and how like it just didn't live up to expectations and that wasn't me that wasn't me saying hey like don't buy this game because x y and z or like me giving a critical review on Kingdom Hearts. It was just like, hey, this is coming from the place of a Kingdom Hearts fan, and mm-hmm. this is the first time that I felt let down by a game in so long, and this yep. is just a discussion I want to have, right? I want to talk to somebody about this. So I talked to Arson about it, and uh, I talked to our audience about it, right? So I feel like a lot of times, unfortunately, I mean, it's not unfortunate, but it's like you get a game review, and it's not like... It's like, hey, here's the here's the cut and dry. I had fun with it. I didn't have fun with it. Right. But we don't really, a lot of times we don't get that true, honest, like I had this reaction and we don't get to have that back and forth with people. Um, so like I said, it's just kind of like, hey, I just finished this game. If I were to call you up and tell you my impressions, that's kind of the conversation we would have on the podcast. Or if we're just chilling on a car ride and somebody's like, yo, what are the top five games of all time? Like, that's kind of the conversation mm-hmm. that we would have on the podcast, right? Like, we try and abstract all of the technical, like, you know, ah, uh, well, let's let's re- re- review this on this type of scale or this type. It's like, let's just talk about how we felt about it. Let's, yeah. What, would you recommend this to a friend? Would you not recommend this to a friend? All that good stuff, so. And I'm really glad you brought up Kingdom Hearts 3 because that was one of the things I wanted to talk to you about. Oh, uh, baby. I'm also a huge Kingdom Hearts fan. I mm-hmm. have played every game. Most system I own is in one way, shape, or form, so I could play Kingdom Hearts on it, whatever side spinoff game that was going to be crucial to the main story. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm very glad I got to hear your opinions on Kingdom Hearts 3 because I, I feel very similar. Uh, yeah. I love Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, okay. I think it, it, I think it plays the best out of all of them. Um, mm-hmm. It's not a good game. Yeah, I mean... Oh man, like I it's I always I know my friends like I, I'm gonna say I feel bad talking about Kingdom Hearts three and like bashing mm-hmm. on Kingdom Hearts three as much as I do, and I'm sure my friends who are hearing this would say like, dude, no, you don't, because you bring it up all the time. But <laughs> yeah, I think it's just like it was just like a product of it was like the worst mix of nostalgia, the mm-hmm. period that you waited, and just like the, I'm sure there was like Disney complications, but like to have like such a vivid image and a vivid memory of games like Kingdom Hearts 1 and Kingdom Hearts 2, which looking back probably didn't make a lot of sense, but to me as a kid made perfect sense. And I think Kingdom like, Hearts 2 still holds up pretty well. Yeah, exactly. Like even like the experiences you had in, in each Disney world alone was just such like a memorable and fantastic experience. Like I could still remember like times where I went to the Tarzan world and had that experience oh, or of course. like, Halloween Town or all like all of those things were iconic in my head and I just felt like when we got to Kingdom Hearts 3 and it was just like every world to me personally just felt like so lifeless mm-hmm. like when I I went to a world and it was like okay this is kind of like the story from the actual movie like watching Frozen you're just rewatching the movie when when we that Frozen scene when when all, when they played the entirety of Let It Go I was like are you bro. fucking kidding me <laughs> like I'm just are like, we just watching like what the fuck is going on? Do exactly. And I, I think I think the most egregious, like the thing that I always come back to is like the game is so long in terms, especially in terms of cutscenes. And mm-hmm. like by the time I got to the end of the game, I was like, 
I have, there's nothing. There was no, ex, like, there's no plot development in the, no. I don't, it felt like 60 hours of cutscenes that I watched. I was like, dude, like, I still don't know what's in, in this box that they keep bringing up. Like, I still don't know what's going on with Organization 13. I know. Like, and my girlfriend, like, this was when we first started dating, and I think this was the first game she ever saw me kind of like oh play no. through from the beginning. Oh no! And she was just <laughs> she could just tell how sad I was playing through this goddamn Kingdom Hearts three game and just being like <laughs> waiting, waiting for the for the pop and the magic. And granted, the ending was kind of cool, but it was not the the decade long wait kind of cool that I that I, I was it. waiting for as a as a rightful uh, follow up to Kingdom Hearts two. So go like listen to the, the episode. The last three hours of that game mm-hmm. was what I wanted the whole game to be. Exactly. Exactly. Like, I don't know. Like I, I've played every Kingdom Hearts game. I play the mobile game. Like I, mm-hmm. I know the story. I'm, I am that person for better or worse, probably for mm-hmm. worse. And <laughs> and like I don't know why Sora was going to all these places. Like I know in Dream Drops Distance he failed the mark of mastery and he lost his powers and the power of waking and blah blah blah. But like yeah. If if my if me a super deep fan has no idea what's going on, and like yeah. you said, like there were there were worlds that I felt needed to be in there. Like I was so excited to go back to Halloween Town or exactly. see Aladdin somehow or finally yeah. have a resolution. Like I thought, oh, we are gonna have a dope ass Sephiroth fight. Sephiroth oh, is gonna look man, sweet. Yes. Like at the end of Kingdom Hearts, like the Kingdom Hearts two one, Cloud and Sephiroth just disappear. Tifa shows up. Like. With Final Fantasy VII Remake coming out, this is going to be baller, and it that would have been insane. Wasn't there, or the fact that there yeah. were no like outside from the uh, the DLC, there were no Final Fantasy characters there, Dang, which to me was I'm, a huge crucial part. Now that you're saying it, I'm like, man, what a what a missed opportunity. I mean, granted, there is going to be a Kingdom Hearts four. Will mm-hmm. I play it? I don't even know, but probably, unfortunately, That's but, a, I'm gonna unfortunately play it. or fortunately, we'll see, but. Um, dang, the Final Fantasy VII tie-in is like perfect. Now that you're saying, I'm like, right. oh man, that even makes me more sad. But I mean, Tetsuya Nomura was working on both games at exactly, the same time. Man. I like, don't know. Am and I they're completely buy that different games. So different. Like Final Fantasy, like it, when, after beating Final Fantasy VII Remake, I was like, you know what? If Nomura doesn't touch Kingdom Hearts for another ten mm-hmm. years and just makes Final Fantasy VII Remake games, exactly. I'll, be, I'll totally be okay with that. And it exactly. felt dirty as a Kingdom Hearts fan, and I was like, you know what? Fuck, like, this was the game. I wanted Kingdom Hearts 3 to be this good, and it was not yeah. even close. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess the word that sums up is just, like, betrayed, man. I, I don't know. I just felt betrayed af- mm-hmm. after all this goodwill and after 10 years. I'm like, we couldn't even, like, the, the voice the voice lines, we couldn't even spice those up. We I'm looking at the... I'm looking at the credits roll at the end of the game because I somehow, you know, mustered up the strength to get to the end and beat that <laughs> game. And I'm like, oh, so Dylan Sprouse is in this game. We got notable actors yeah. as English voice actors, and they're reading the lines as if they have never read a line in their life. I'm like, mm-hmm. yet we have Final Fantasy VII, and the voice acting is brilliant in that game. So, so I'm good. like, I just, I just need to, I need answers. You know what I'm saying? I need Square Enix to to release a statement or a video and just say, hey, look, man, we ha- we tried something where monkeys, like, <laughs> developed the game for a couple months and it didn't work out, but at least you guys got Kingdom Hearts 3 and it was okay. And I'm going to be like, okay, I understand. I just need answers, man. Yeah, I know there were issues. I know, like, they had to restart the game because Square wanted them to use the Unreal Engine. And I oh, know, okay. like, 
I, I Nomura had said like working with Disney was a nightmare because they like yeah. hey if you're gonna if you're gonna use Disney World you can't mess anything like you have to go exactly by the book. That's why like the Toy Story World was dope. It was like its own cool story, but mm-hmm. we watched Let It Go. And I mean, right. I know I'm the problem. Am I going to get the rhythm game and play that? Because it looks like that's somehow going to be tied. You bet your ass <laughs> yep. I'm going to get the rhythm game yep. and play they it. They got you guys. I mean, I'm, I'm, I am the problem, and I fully, I fully understand that. Yeah, I, ha- I have hope that they'll tie it all in and it'll all make sense and it'll all be great. But I, like you said, I, I do think kind of like the evolution of Disney and, and how big it's co- become, and I'm sure they've become even more protective over their properties, mm-hmm. which I'm sure is a big factor and why the meat of the game was why it was. But, um, yeah, we'll see, man. I don't know. We'll see. We will see. Well, enough about Kingdom Hearts and, <laughs> and my fanboy and problems and stuff. This is, this is about you. I'm, I'm flipping it back. Uh, so we, it. <laughs> we've touched on Kind of Funny a little bit. I'm mm-hmm. talking about the best friends and everything. Uh, what's your history with Kind of Funny? Were you, like, a hardcore IGN fan that came with them, or were you kind of coming in halfway? So... It's interesting. It's a very interesting story, and it's a cool story that kind of lends credence to the the best friend mentality, I guess. Awesome. But um, I was like, I knew about Kind of Funny. Uh, I knew about the Game Over Greggy show, mm-hmm. um, and I had watched it once or twice. And I knew about Greg Miller because he was on The Gauntlet from Rooster Teeth, and he like he was hilarious there. So That's how funny. I knew about him. But I I didn't watch Beyond on on IGN or Up at Noon or anything. And how I kind of really got sold on Kind of Funny is. I went to RTX one year. I think it was in maybe 2017 or something. And okay. I didn't have any roommates, so I looked on the Rooster Teeth forums, and I was like, I need roommates to, to justify this hotel cost. I found two guys, and one of the guys, uh, his name was Martin. Shout out to Martin. Um, he was a big kind of funny fan, and like we would kind of do our own thing, go to our own events and stuff, and sometimes we'd link up and he'd say, yeah, I don't really care, so I'll come and see some of the panels that you want to see. But he was like, I really just want to go to this kind of funny meet and greet. Um, I really want to check these guys out. I'm a kind of funny fan, so uh, we should check that out. And I was like, cool, let's do it. I'm down for it, right? So I go to the kind of funny meet and greet. It was at like some random barbecue place, and it was Greg, it was uh, Tim, and it was Nick, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not the hugest kind of funny fan. Like, I've listened, like I said, like, he told me we were going to do this. So I'm like, all right, let me see some Game Over Greggy podcast and stuff before we get to RTX. So, I, like, I, ha- I was a little, I did my, my homework, basically. Yeah. <laughs> but I wasn't a super fan or anything. So I was just sitting there. There wasn't a lot of people there. It was maybe, mm-hmm. like, 20 or 30 people. They had just started, and they just become kind of funny, and they had just kind of made their partnership with Rooster Teeth. Yeah. Uh, that year and just listening to Nick uh, or Tim, sorry, listening to Tim talk and him just being like, yeah, guys, like we're really passionate about this. Like we knew when we wanted to do this, that we were all about it. We were all in on it. And like when we think about content to create, like we really like like he told the story about how they used to go to hotel rooms mm-hmm. and basically just all live like. Uh, sleep in the same hotel room brainstorming ideas is kind of like a lock-in like brainstorming method and I was like guys these these guys are it these guys are passionate about their projects Um, it was a point where a lot of my gaming content was coming from Rooster Teeth which was getting really big at the at the time and I was kind of growing out of it but like I was like oh man these guys are really passionate about their topics they have a, a a nice chemistry they have a lot a lot of nice 
different personalities. So it's not all one, one like brand of, of thinking. Like Tim has mm. a certain personality about him. Greg has a certain personality about him. And Colin at the time had a certain personality about him. And I was like, I like the diversity in this group. And I, I like where these guys are, are going and what they're doing. And after that meet and greet, they completely sold me. Like, yeah. um, like I was super on board with, with the kind of funny platform and the kind of funny company. And I was on board with kind of like their vision for the future. And like, it's crazy to see how much they've grown and, and what they've done since then. But like, yeah, I probably would not be, I mean, eventually they've, they're to the point where they're big enough where they're getting a lot of exposure and people are finding them through a lot of different avenues. But like if it wasn't for Martin and him being a fan and bringing me along to that meet and greet, I probably wouldn't have uh, found their content as soon as I did. That is a really cool story. It, it actually, it kind of mirrors my own. Like I, I, uh, I found kind of funny at RTX, uh, nice. which is pretty cool. I got, I got to uh, do, uh, they were the person I got my autograph signing for. And it was from that mm -hmm. moment, kind of like you said, that I was like, Oh man, like I'm totally on board with these guys. Would you say yeah. that uh, the kind of funny kind of help inspire your content creation with the podcast at all? Or was that something you'd always been passionate beforehand? Absolutely. Like I was always interested in, in the idea of podcasting, but I don't think until after I started listening to kind of funny content and started listening to, to how they built a community that I was really kind of all in on player mm -hmm. player and, and kind of building that vision out and seeing it through indefinitely. Um, like I said, like just, it wasn't like only that, that first meet and greet, but like going forward and having them be so transparent to their community about, Hey, like this is, this is what we're planning to do. This is how we're trying to get you guys involved. X, Y, and Z was really inspiring to me. And like, it, it made me be like, Hey, like you can do this. Like, mm -hmm. like I think a lot of people, including me always have a dream of being on kind of funny content and, and providing some value there and getting some exposure there. But also I think kind of funny is the best example of like, do your own thing, like pave your own roads, build your own mm -hmm. community. Uh, you know, I feel like for me, like I said, when, when building player player, I built it because I didn't have a lot of people to talk about uh, with video games and, and stuff like in Seattle, like being a person who just left college and, is kind of living on his own and in, 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 in this new place. And I have my buddy and all that stuff. But I was like, why don't I build a community that can mm -hmm. talk about and have fun with the topics that I'm super passionate about and they're super passionate about just like me. So um, totally, like they still inspire me, like how they're growing and it's expanding their business is, is a constant inspiration and kind of all the growing and, and, and how they take feedback is super awesome as well. So. Um, I definitely try and try and learn and, and adapt that to our show as well. That's really cool. I, I think it's a it's a a good role model to be base yourself off of. And like you said, that 100%. whole idea of of like go do it yourself. It, it, it's really cool because, like you said, I think I think all best friends who make things have that a dream of being on kind of funny content. Uh, mm -hmm. But it is also cool seeing like that doesn't have to be the end goal. Like the end goal can be player player like the player player could be a kind of funny size group and, and that's really mm -hmm. cool to see yeah i mean like and i think through kind of funny it helped me discover people like okay beast like meeting blessing for the first time at a pax i think like two years ago uh like i think i was at like a kind of funny panel or something and mm -hmm. and blessing got called up and when he got called up people were like chanting okay beast okay beast 
And like, I was like, what is OKB? So like I saw him at a, at a meetup after the, after the, the PAX panel that day. And I was like, yo, dude, like people were chanting OKBs. Okay, what is that? And he was like, oh, yeah, like this is this little company that we're running. Like uh, this T-shirt is our merch. Like we do X, Y, and Z, X, Y, and Z. I'm like, oh, man, this is awesome. Like this is a product of kind of like being inspired, inspired by kind of funny. And this is like, OKBs okay, is awesome. I love those guys. I, I love yeah. them to this day. Alex Van Aken, Ian, and the, the whole bunch. Like um, they create really awesome content, like regardless of the scale that it's at and um, I think that they're constantly growing and, and they're doing really cool stuff and they have a really cool community about around them. Same with like Snowbike Mike and his streaming mm -hmm. endeavors uh, and his entire personality. I remember I met Snowbike Mike for the first time at RTX in That's a kind awesome. of funny uh, like autograph signing and like I turn around, I turn around and he's right behind me. I'm like, oh man, you're Snowbike Mike. And he gives me that energy's like hey how's it going everybody you know <laughs> i'm like oh my god he's he's like this in real life i cannot believe it like uh so just like seeing all the different personalities that have spawned from that community i think that's what kind of drives me uh to to build the player player community and continue the podcast is to just try and highlight other voices try and build a community where people who have different talents and have different expertises can come together at a place and, and contribute whatever they can and kind of kind of be proud to speak up and give their own opinions on certain topics or or build their own platforms alongside us. So, yeah, I think that's great. I think that's really cool. And it, it seems like you guys are doing a really good job. Uh, kind of leads right into the website you guys have, which I think is beautifully designed. It looks so oh, crisp, so clean. Uh, Along this journey, where did the idea for the website come into play? Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I can't... Okay, so I think the website was a failed attempt to bolster our our uh, pitch to be on a PAX panel. Like, we applied to <laughs> okay. be on the PAX panel, Lax Pass, Lax, last PAX, and we didn't get in, but, like, leading up... It was, like, I think four or so months leading up to PAX, and I'm like, dude... Like, I don't know if we're legit enough to, to qualify for a PAX panel, but if we make a website, maybe we can trick them into letting <laughs> us on. So, like, I made this WordPress, like, a year ago, and, like, I, I was super ambitious, and I was like, hey, like, let's have this be, like, this crazy forum where, like, we'll do giveaways on here, and, like, mm -hmm. we'll update it every week or, like, something with all these news articles. And that's what it was originally. And, like, very quickly... It realized like okay we don't have time to update a website run a podcast and work full-time jobs so like revamping the website and making it become what it was today was just kind of a project over the last couple months of me being like hey i'm a web developer um this could be a cool project and this could also kind of just be remixed to be just a pitch of player player be simple be straight to the point to the point where like if somebody's like hey what's player player i can say just go to playerplayerpod.com yeah. it's it gives you the pitch it gives you the links to our social medias and and anything you need to know about us to to get you interested in listening so um half of it was me testing my web development skills and just using that as like a, a personal project and half of it was like hey like this is a step towards simplifying our brand and kind of making it easier f for people to find us and understand what we are Oh, that's super cool. And I, I, like I said, I love how clean it is. It, it, it's, it's really like friendly and inviting. 
Um, so if, if anyone out there wants to know more about Player Player and you haven't learned enough from this podcast or you just mm-hmm. need more Player Player in your life, definitely go check out uh, PlayerPlayerVod.com. Uh, one yeah, of my favorite is. parts about it is the is the the coffee cup, like buy us a cup of coffee. I think that's yeah. an awesome idea. Uh, can you kind of elaborate, like how you guys came up with that idea? Yeah. So, like, so what you're referencing is like we have a link at the end of our website that's basically like, hey, if you like what we're doing, like click this this coffee link or coffee link, and you guys can donate to support basically our costs for hosting uh, for the year. So. Essentially, how that came up is, I think me, so how this kind of works is like me and Arson are a strong team, but I always come to Arson with the most ambitious ideas. <laughs> and he's usually like, okay, like either I'm on board or we'll see how that works. Or like, yeah, we literally don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so like me running the podcast as my idea and stuff has all been out of pocket. Like me doing giveaways and stuff has all been out of pocket. So um, I didn't feel comfortable like starting a Patreon or anything like that because one, like I feel like our content's not there yet. Mm-hmm. I feel like we don't provide enough value for somebody to come back to us every month or whatever and provide right. some sort of uh, a payment. And I don't want the show to really become that at its stage. But it's also like, hey, like if you like what we do and you want to help support us, like here's here's an avenue, right? Like. We we're not trying to force it on you, but also like this does cost us an out of pocket sum each year, um, which isn't too bad in in the grand scheme of things. But also it's like, hey, like this also lets us know that you guys are appreciating our work and and that you guys want to see more and all that good stuff. And eventually that should be able to transition to a uh, a merch line where we can just sell player player T-shirts and kind of use that as a way to give something to our fans while also letting them support us. And I know my, my boy Cam, who's currently, I guess the pear Snyder, uh, world champ. I don't know when that kind of funny tournament is going to happen again, but he's currently the champ. Uh, and he is, he's always asking me, Hey, like when we can, like we have two t-shirts that we wore to PAX. People Mm -hmm. are like, Oh man, we love these t-shirts. Like, where do I get this T-shirt? I'm like, dude, there's only two in existence. I don't know how to sell <laughs> T-shirts. I don't have time to figure out how to sell T-shirts, but we'll we'll see what we can do. So hopefully we can have some shirts, uh, player player shirts that we can sell. But for the time being, we have this Kofi link, and like it's been awesome. Like we've had one of our 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 biggest listeners that listens every week and comments all the time was able to donate 20 bucks, and that was super awesome, awesome and super reassuring. That's where it's awesome. like, hey, we've just we're guys that make this podcast every week and we're glad that you enjoy it. And it's crazy to see that you guys want to support us with actual money. It's insane yeah. to me. So, um, yeah, like it's, it's nothing too big. It's, it's not like a big campaign for anything specific, but like, it'd be nice if we can run this podcast for $0. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's a great idea. Cause like you mentioned, it's, it's not like launching a Patreon because I know a lot of people have said you only get to do that. You only get to launch a Patreon one time. So you want yeah. to make sure that that big launch is when you have the most people, bring in the most audience, and then use that money to kind of grow the company. Mm-hmm. But like you said, labeling it as like a, hey, buy us a cup of coffee. When re- and when really, like you said, it's, it's just to cover, it's basically just to cover the website to allow people to find you guys better. But yeah. the idea of a cup of coffee, like $2, $2 is no big deal. Like, hey, 100%. I love your stuff. Here's $2. Go get yourself a cup of coffee. Here's here's $5. Pay for the website. Pay, uh, 
get, get a nice lunch. You know, I think it's a really yeah. cool idea to go it because it's more kind of like your whole idea for the podcast. It's more accessible. It's small. It's easy. It doesn't have to be a recurring. So I just think it was a really, really cool, great idea. Yeah, like, and as we kind of, like, uh, progress through the show, like, maybe it'll be like, hey, you guys, if you guys are like, hey, use this money to buy Arson a pizza or something, we'll buy Arson a pizza, <laughs> and that's, like, just a little fun thing. It comes and goes, and it's whatever. Like, um, like, and if we get to the point where we get enough donations to support giveaways, then we're going to reinvest that money back into the show and give back to our fans and, okay. and use the money to make the show uh, or give back to the people that listen, right? So... I've always been about the idea of, you know, if we're making money for this, we're nowhere near close to trying to support ourselves. We have good jobs. We, we're fine. Mm-hmm. We don't need to make money off of this podcast. But in terms of giving back to the fans, doing giveaways or buying ourselves snacks or something as, <laughs> as a thank you or whatever, that's just all what it's about, you know. Like, there's no visions of, of grandeur yet with, with uh, like, our... our our, our monetary platform or anything like that is just like a small mm-hmm. gesture of thanks pretty much yeah. i think it's a great idea like you said it's just it's enough to like you said do the podcast for zero dollars do 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 the podcast for free and not have to pay to do the podcast exactly. yeah yeah uh, so where did the name player player come from man i don't like there was a lot of brainstorming we spent a week just trying to come up with the name mm. i I don't remember. I, I think it was just like, it was just one of those things where we had a list of names. We're throwing them off. Yeah. We're going back and forth. We're like, ah, no, this isn't right. This isn't right. To, it was like, I think it was just randomly. Arson came back and he was like, how about playa playa? And then <laughs> we transformed it into player player. And we were like, wait a second. This is it. We figured That's it cool. out. Let's go. Like, And we were like, oh, yeah, this is super tight. And then we're like, from there, I came up with, like, the logo with the player mm-hmm. squared, and we're like, oh, like, this is crazy. Little did we know that every video game podcast ever has some variation of the word player. Oh, so no. discoverability <laughs> is terrible. But regardless, we're like, we still love this. This is hype. Yeah. Um, Embrace so, it. yeah, like, it was just kind of like, I, I don't know how people come up with podcast names. I don't know how they came up with the kind of funny branding. It was just kind of like you come up with a certain set of ideas and everybody's like, eh, this doesn't really hit. But then randomly, like in the middle of the night, you're like, wait a second, I got it. And you, I was like, yeah, you do have it. Player, player, <laughs> let's do it. So, I'll say n- naming things for content creation is my least favorite part about content yeah. creation. And I think it's, yeah. just, it's just because I'm bad at it. I, but I always like going the, uh, the childish Gambino route. Whenever I got a name, the first thing I do is Wu-Tang name generator, man. (laughs) That's the first thing I do. And I'll I'll click it for about an hour until I'll write down the ideas. And if one doesn't come to me, like you said, you sit on it, you wait in the middle of the night, you're like, oh, this is it. Exactly, yeah. I mean, I feel like it's always over. You always overthink it when you're trying to Mm -hmm. come up with these names. When When you're thinking about, like, the biggest brands, like, even like when you think about kind of funny or IGN, what even is IGN? Uh, granted, people are like, oh, yeah, it stood for this, this, and this back in the day or something. It's like, it doesn't stand for anything, people say nowadays. Right. It doesn't stand for anything. So it's like, just, just find, you know, tip to everybody out there that's starting some sort of endeavor. Just make your thing searchable and pronounceable yeah. and you're good. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't overthink it. Don't ruin your SEO by trying to relate it heavily to like the actual topic unless it's a niche topic 
you know, don't overthink it. Just, you know, just just sleep on it. And whatever yep. you dream about, make that your, your show title or your content title. Pro tip, and free. And don't turn down the Wu-Tang name generator, man. Like, if, it worked for, if it's generator. good enough for jo- Childish Gambino, it's good enough for your shows. Wu-Tang name Absolutely. generator, I can't highly recommend it. Who are you to argue with Childish Gambino? Explain that to me. You know? Yeah, exactly. If you think you can go toe-to-toe <laughs> with Childish Gambino and have anything to say, like I, w- I want to talk to you and, s- and see what it is you think you're all about. <laughs> exactly. So, Joseph, uh, kind of another big thing, like since the whole thing, uh, whole podcast is about video games and, of course, your relationship with Arson, uh, what's your history with video games? Like, how long have you been playing? Has it been since the dawn of time? Basically, man. Basically, like, I don't know how long I've been playing video games. I just know I've been playing video games forever, right? Like, mm-hmm. I like it was it was me who had that dream of like, oh yeah, I want to develop video games. And then like as I got to my senior year of high school, I was like, I want to develop Xboxes. I want to develop hardware. Like that's what I want to do. Cool. And eventually I got to let me just be a software developer and enjoy video games as a passion because mm-hmm. I took video game development classes and that was not it for me. I but yeah, like ever since I was a kid, like I grew up, I, I honestly don't even know, like in the age before, like internet was super accessible. Like I don't remember how I was finding all of these games and all this. I guess it was just from good old television advertising. But like, I remember the days of, of going to Walmart and asking the guy to get a copy of uh, Pokemon Stadium on PlayStation. And the guy was like, sir, this is a Wendy's like what are you talking about? He was basically <laughs> like, yo, dude, this is a Nintendo game. It only plays on Nintendo 64. Right. So after my PlayStation 1, I got a Nintendo 64. I got the PlayStation 2. Uh, I got I got the original Xbox. And games have just always been a passion for me. Mm-hmm. I guess it's just because of the friends I've been around or, or whatever, whatever it was. And uh, I got the Game Informers because for some, I don't know what the deal was, but you'd go to GameStop and you'd, buy a game and they'd be like also for three dollars we'll give you a never-ending supply of game informers (laughs) Um, so i was like okay and i just get game informers in the mail i'd read the articles and i just get excited about games and like coincidentally uh g4 just like announced that they're having a reboot or something in right what is going on with that i was just about to say i don't know what is happening with that but like growing up as a as in elementary school and kind of like my teenage years, I would watch G4 and I would watch like, I guess like my first real experience with kind of any sort of games media slash games journalism where I would see like, I would watch Cheat and I'd be like, oh crap, like I didn't realize like this level Cheat of was detail so was good. in these games. Like, yeah. like certain, these shows, like, I don't, I don't know if they were the, the highest journalistic integrity, although I think Adam <laughs> Sessler and Morgan Webb are are artists in the video game industry with I articulating agree. their their feelings on games, but um, it definitely gave me a higher appreciation of games. Like mm-hmm. through G four was where I got to get deep dives of games and really appreciate every aspect as as opposed to just popping it in the the console, playing it, and being done with it. Um, like I would learn about MLG, and I was a mm-hmm. big fan of Halo MLG, and I remember the commercials on. G four of Tom Taylor T squared the ultimate MLG player, like oh all these God, r- all these random callbacks, right? That just got me so ingrained and 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 passionate about the the video game industry. Like that, like 
those were my LeBron Jameses of the world was watching mm -hmm. these MLG players, right? Like those were my Super Bowls, like when when E three came around every year and hearing everybody's hot takes about it. Those were my Super Bowls uh, when I was a kid growing up. So, um, like, yeah, I think just just the exposure to things like Game Informer and G four and stuff, and always having some sort of avenue to kind of learn about games as I I, I grew up, uh, really put me in a position where I feel like. You know, I'm ready to go toe to toe with anybody about like video game, uh, the video game industry and having different takes and talking about, you know, why is the Microsoft strategy better than the PlayStation strategy or vice versa? Like, I mm. love all of that stuff. I find it super intriguing. Um, like, I love video games. and I love like the development process and and kind of like the marketing strategy and all that stuff around them. So I guess that I guess that answers your question. I've, I've loved video do. games for forever and i i can't see myself not loving video games anytime soon so yeah that's awesome well i would say before before we move away from it you mentioned the g4 thing potential revival mm -hmm. and i know that'll date this episode but like when that music cue hit at the end of that little man. whatever that video was i got chills man like i just got man. flooded with like waves of memories like whoa dude like it, it's crazy like how you can get hyped about something you know nothing about granted that is video games in general exactly. half the time where they're like hey get hyped about this thing that won't be out for another four years but like i don't know what the g4 thing is but i'm like the nostalgia levels are just at an all-time high man like i haven't thought about g4 in forever but no. you guys really dug up some beautiful memories there dude just the phrase like we never stopped playing it's like oh man Ooh, it's just like boy. oh <laughs> oh, G four, man! Oh, it's so good because it, it was like you said. It was that time where it's like I wasn't getting gaming content anywhere. It was, and again, yeah. it was like that first experience, and the fact that it was on TV felt so real. It was like, oh, this is the channel for me. Yeah, exactly. It was crazy, man. Like, like that was a another level of accessibility for games mm -hmm. that I think was super before its time. Like, I think games weren't even that mainstream. Like. Oh, I agree. A couple years after G4 ended, like let alone at the time that it was at the height. So I think we got super lucky as as video game fans for, for having G4, regardless of the problems it had at the time. But yeah. um, shout out to the to the early gaming TV content for us. Shout out indeed. Do you have do you have do you have like a memory of that one game that like in your mind like, oh, this is this is the game that made me a gamer? This is the game that made me a gamer. I mean, it's it's super hard. Like there are so many like defining moments in mm -hmm. my my gaming history. Like I could name so many random games. Like of course there are the Pokemon stadiums and the Mario uh 64s which as a kid I was like, "Yo, this is this is on another level." Like mm -hmm. uh, there were the Spyros where like me and my boy used to stay up through the night to play Spyros and have a good time. And then there's like the Halo 2s, which really kind of got me into online gaming and got me mm -hmm. to competitive multiplayer. Like, there's so many keystone moments that I don't think I could name one single one. Like, I don't remember a point where I was a kid and I was like, oh, man, this is my first video game. Like, I even remember some random, like, Game Boy Color game that was, like, some weird Sylvester and Tweety Bird game where you're, Sounds like... Sounds about right. I don't even know what the game was, but I still have vivid memories of playing that, like as a 10 year old or however old I was. So like, I just feel like gaming has always been in my life. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't know when I made the decision that, Hey, like this is what I want to do. 
I forever. Like this is want to be my main hobby, but there are, there are definitely some some keystone moments. Notably, Halo Two that changed everything, man. Oh, that for sure. changed everything. It was a groundbreaking game in general, for for, for exactly. most people. And when you touch Halo Two, you're like, oh man, this is this is next level shit. Dude, like I have this funny story, like where I had never had Xbox Live before. Like I was super like like I said, I would see MLG videos on on G4 and I'd see mm-hmm. like, oh, like I knew all these maps like the back of my hand from watching all these videos. Sure. And I finally got Halo 2 and I remember the first time I got like Xbox Live Gold and I was able to play a multiplayer match and I had never played with real people before. I had only <laughs> played campaigns and right. or whatever. And obviously the first game I ever play, I'm absolute trash. Oh, yeah. I have my headphone on and somebody definitely let me know. He was like, yo, bro, you need to quit. You are absolute garbage. <laughs> I got so scared. I took the headphone off, headset off, and I was like, what is going on? What is this world of, of toxic gaming? And I was like, <laughs> what did that I was walk it, into? man. That, I got oh, thrown man. into the fire. And ever since, you know, you know I'm, I was molded by it. the Bane story. You know what I'm saying? Except with the gaming community. Like, exactly. It's crazy. <laughs> know exactly what you're talking about man i i uh like like the first time i i didn't think like oh, like online gaming that's not like i only play single player like that's not really going to be a thing like who's going to do online gaming yeah and i brought my xbox over to a buddy's house my xbox 360 and he's like oh well let's let's play uh call of duty 4 so his older brother was like oh well i'll set up your account for you because i'm like oh i trust you yeah. you're older than me you're smart and it was back in the day when the internet, you didn't give the internet any personal information, right? Like that was, right. that was so bad. And so he made my account, my username, call duty, not of, just call duty, space for space fan. And then wow. like f- faked all the other information. And I was like, yeah, that's whatever. Yeah. Like I'm never going to do this thing again. Yeah. And I'm so bad at call of duty, but Halo is my jam. So yeah. all I would do is play Halo. And when you go on as a middle schooler to play Halo it's online over. and your name is Call of Duty 4 fan, it is Not the worst time. experience ever, man. Man, like, that's, that's so interesting. Like, because like, we're all used to it now. We all talk about it and we're like, obviously, like, Call of Duty lobbies, like, back in the day were the worst. They probably still mm-hmm. are the worst. I, I, I don't go to public, like, lobbies anymore. I'm always, the, I'm a party chat man at this point. But yep. like we all know how bad they were. And I'm like, I vividly remember the first time I was exposed to the toxicness of of the 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 online gaming forum. So I'm wondering how many other people have that story of like it's just so unusual, right? Like you it's you don't nobody you so talks off guard. to you. Nobody talks to you like they talk to you online. So it's like there everybody has to have had that moment where they're just like, wait, what is happening right now? <laughs> like what what are we doing? So I, yeah, that's I had one guy, he sent me a message and talking about how like you're like, it just like you're the voice message. He's like, Hey, you're trash. Like you suck. Yeah. Like your name is stupid. <laughs> like go to call of duty, blah, blah, blah. And I just remember like typing out like, Hey man, I'm really sorry. Like, I know I'm not good, but I was just trying to have some fun. And I know the <laughs> no. name is dumb, blah, blah. And then he like immediately responds. was like, Hey, I'm really sorry. I was trying to sound <laughs> cool in front of my friends. Like your name's not oh dumb. My, my name's dumb. I'm not even that good. And I was just like, yep, as soon, as soon as you call people out and like treat them like human beings, they're like, oh, wait, this isn't yeah. just like some an- anonymous party. Like, there's a person. This is a real that. person. Yeah, like exactly. A it is a, it's funny. a weird place, man. 
Well, Joseph, I think we, I think everyone knows you a little bit better, knows your content, knows you as a gamer. Uh, I want to get into the nitty gritty of the up and comer opportunity. Uh, a big thing I like asking people, I ask them every episode, is if you were to get the opportunity, uh, what would you look like? Uh, what would you like to get out of the up and comer experience? Yeah, so I'd like to get two things right. One is to kind of get my voice out there and kind mm-hmm. of add some diversity to the to the kind of funny audience and just like provide like that different feel of chemistry to the mm-hmm. team and, and seeing how I could could vibe with everybody that's already there. Um, I feel like I have some pretty unique opinions. I have some pretty fun opinions and I feel like a lot of times I'll hear kind of kind of funny content, which I love kind of funny games uh, c- content, especially. And I'm like, I think I could I think I could provide a a, a different take here or, you know I, I actually spend a lot of time like looking at you know reset era about this specific topic or or developer comments about this specific topic and I feel like I can add something there um, so I think like one I would love to see how I could fit into that discussion with people that have been kind of doing this for a long time as well as people that are still learning like blessing and stuff like that and, and, and seeing uh, how I could stack up in that in that environment, and if people would kind of like the chemistry that I would offer, um, and at the same time, I would love to kind of understand how they do things on the business side, mm-hmm. um, like what is it really like running a podcast? Like I think, um, like I know how me and Arson do it, but we do it on such a small scale that, like, you know, if we were to ever blow up and have a million listeners overnight we would drastically change and I wouldn't really know what to change Mm -hmm. um so I would love to see what like uh what faculties kind of funny has in place to kind of ensure that they are up on top of their things every week um and every day for all of their shows like I would love to see how they plan their content I would love to see how uh they decide what goes into a show what doesn't who's going to be on which show uh, how the tech that they use kind of incorporates to each show and mm-hmm. and, and kind of uh, gives them the best opportunity to, to have discourse with the community. I think that would be awesome. And yeah, I, I just think that like everybody, I'm sure everybody says, hey, like I think I would have something cool to offer. I, I like video games and I think my take could be interesting there, but like that's that's me too you know what i'm saying like I, get you. I i i don't look at it as kind of like an opportunity to like be a full-time person on kind of funny or or be that that kind of like here's my shot and this is my attempt to to work full-time at mm-hmm. this at this uh company that i've loved so long like I, I think that would be an awesome opportunity and i'm really happy in in the direction the content is going ever since blessing joined and and I think that I could even further that um, in terms of adding diversity and, and a new take. But also, I, I would love to kind of get my voice out there, bring more uh, ears to player player, uh, sure. and, and get a wider audience that could come to our content and give me feedback on what they think would be would be improved or what could be improved on the show, or uh, just you know be another member of our community and and, and kind of help to build another platform for people that want to talk about video games and have a good time. So I feel like kind of funny is the perfect balance of professionalism and that, uh, that, that startup attitude where Mm -hmm. I feel like I could learn a lot. Um, I feel like I could, um, provide a lot of value, um, in terms of 
just like my opinions on certain topics and my personality and, and, and kind of my take from a cultu cultural perspective on certain topics. And uh, yeah, that, that's, that's pretty much the whole, the whole gist, man. Um, I, love, I love creating video game content. I would love to be able to be in a place where I could just do this forever. Like this is yeah. my hobby and I would love, I know people say don't make your work your hobby or whatever, but nah, man, like if I can talk about video games as a full-time job, then a hundred percent, that is the dream. That's always been a dream and anything I can do to, to learn and, and get closer to that goal is, 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 is my passion and, and what I'm, what I'm chasing right now. I think that's awesome, man. I think, I think, like you said, you've got, I think you've got great takes. I think you've got a great viewpoint and I think it'd be wonderful to be able to see you have that bigger stage to kind of not only show off yourself and player player, but really kind of, like you said, bring more diversity to kind of funny as a whole and be able to share your viewpoints. I think that'd be awesome. Uh, and, and I think it'd be much deserved, but, uh, Thank you, last, uh, last big question I've got for you since, since you got so much creative passion and, and it's the question I like to leave off with everyone is if you had all the money in the world, all the time in the world, what is like a big content creation goal or a project that you'd really want to do? Man, like, I don't know. I feel like my whole thing is, like I said, I like talking about video games. I like playing video games. If I had all the money in the world, I would still do the same thing. I would just do it on a bigger scale. I would have yeah. a lot of different platforms, just like kind of funny where we talk about we can have a show dedicated to Xbox. We can have a show dedicated to PlayStation. Not only that, but if we had unlimited money, we could give people platforms to build the ideas that they mm -hmm. want. Like, I would love, love, love if I could fund a game development studio and have them bring a vision to life that I could have a, a say in or that our community could have a say in. That would be super awesome. Um, I would love to, to be able to uh, give gaming opportunities to people that are less fortunate than I am or don't have games as accessible to them as I do um, or as I did growing up. Like, uh, I think that, you know, what I know best is gaming and, or I guess coding, don't tell me, what I know best is coding bosses, <laughs> if you're listening to this. <laughs> um, like, but yeah, like, I'm all about, you know, making video games discoverable. I think there's video games for everybody out there. And we just need to, you know, continue to fight the good fight and and spread the word and, and get games in front of people that don't really uh, know that there's stuff out there for them. So if I had unlimited money, I would make a studio. I would make a, a bigger platform for people to come and find us and, and speak their mind on certain games. I would uh, work to build a, a platform, which is really hard on the Internet. I would work to build a platform that's not really focused on, like, hey, we're, we're this sect of people, we are this passionate, and every other passionate group sucks. It's like, hey, we're just fans of games, and we just want to talk about what's going on, and like, yeah. we, we just want to share our personal opinions, and I would love to spotlight voices and, and kind of talk about topics without, uh, with, with more debate, less animosity towards specific uh, topics or, or franchises mm -hmm. or sects of the industry, so... Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, if I had unlimited money, I would probably do some other stuff. I would do like in <laughs> in World Hunger Thursdays or something. Oh, like, of course. I don't know, you know, random Every stuff. Every Thursday, no more World Hunger. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But but yeah, that's that's probably what I would do in a nutshell. Awesome. Well, man, I I think I think it's fantastic. I I, I love the show. I love seeing what you're doing. 
Uh, Joseph, thank you so much for taking time to sit down with me and, and share your story with everyone. It's fantastic. Where can people go to keep up with everything you're doing and see all the wonderful stuff and projects you make? So first of all, thank you for having me, man. This is awesome. I appreciate you guys giving us the, you guys, it's just you. I appreciate you giving <laughs> I do it all the, time. the platform. <laughs> I appreciate you for giving us the platform to kind of speak up and talk about our projects and, and how we fit into the kind of funny community. But if you guys want to find me and find more about Player Player and, and what me and Arson do, you guys can just go to playerplayerpod.com and that has links to our content, has links to our social medias, uh, has links to our doma- donation page. Please don't donate before listening to our content. Make sure you like us first. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, or you can follow me on Instagram. I'm at the Hoopman. Instagram or Twitter, I'm at the Hoopman on both of those. T H 3 H O O P M A N, at the Hoopman on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and yeah, guys. If you guys are interested in, in what we're doing, if you guys want to come on the show or do anything like that, offers uh, open to you as well, Josh. Just please let I'd me know. We're, we're, always, we're always excited to have different opinions and different takes and stuff on the show. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, again, Joseph, thank you so much for coming on the show. Everyone, I'm going to have links to everything down in the description as always so you can check out Joseph and what he is doing. Please go check out Player Player Podcast. It is fantastic. Uh, Joseph and Arson have such a great uh, chemistry together, like I've said a million times in this episode. It's a lot of fun. I highly recommend checking it out. Uh, Well, everyone, that has been another episode of the Up and Comer podcast. If you or anyone you know is running to be an up and comer, please let me know. You can hit me up on Twitter at Josh Biddick, and I'll do my best to get you on a calendar for an episode. Uh, You know, and also, like, I don't normally say this, but I figure I'd try. If you want to rate me on, uh, rate the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you're listening. Uh, And also let me know if there are people you want to see on the podcast or let me know if there are things you want the podcast to be or do. I will try to do my best to make this the best podcast I can for both the people who are sharing their stories, but also those of you who are listening. So everyone, that is all I have. And as always, have fun, stay safe, and I'll see you next time. And...